from the inside out. That is our uh, concern always, and certainly uh, during these next few weeks, as we consider God's call upon our lives to be uh, the sort of uh, servants and disciples that he would have us to be in his world. Last week, Ashley asked us if the church is not missional, is it a church? And we all knew the answer to that question the second she asked it. If the church is not missional, is it the church? A church, if it is truly a church, will always be missional. Its gaze will always be out. Dr. Leonard Sweet offers uh, this on the subject. He says, now I, uh, I like a nice airport terminal. I like a nice place to eat, a clean restroom, a, a place to sit down and rest a bit. Those things, though, are not the reason a terminal is in place. The main function of an airport terminal is to get people out of there. And that's what the church's main function is as well, to get people out there. Roger Swanson, who for years was the head of evangelism at the General Board of Discipleship, reminds us that the church exists for the people who are not a part of it. The church exists for the people who are not a part of it. That's not something that we so often think about, but if you really dig in, that's exactly right. The church exists for the people who are not a part of it. Last week, our focus was on that great passage from Acts 1, verse 8, where it says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In a word, we are called to, to be witnesses to the good things God is doing in our lives. And the scope of that stretches near and far. I like to think of it in terms of concentric circles, circles that are close, circles that are not so close, and circles that are far away. What are those circles for you, and who inhabits those circles? Today, we read from the book of Jonah. Most know Jonah as the one who was swallowed by a big fish. The book of Jonah is one of the more far-reaching books in the entire Bible, and certainly in the Old Testament. Some have called it a bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Others have have characterized it as one of the, the more evangelistic books in the Bible. Jesus himself was more, or Jonah rather, was more than a guy that was just swallowed by a big fish. He was a man who struggled with God's call upon his life. Jonah wanted to be obedient, but not in the ways that God wanted him to be, which, if you really think about it, is not obedience at all. If we look close enough, we see ourselves in Jonah. His hesitancy to respond, his stubbornness in dealing with, with people outside his comfort zones, uh, and his desire to, to go his own way, paint a picture that looks a lot like ourselves. Jonah was 
challenged to rethink things, and so are we. Jonah was challenged to reconsider how he viewed the world and those who made up the world. He was challenged to view all people as God views them. We would do well to do the same. Let's then read just a a bit from the, the book of Jonah and get a glimpse into the reluctance that he had in responding to God's call. While we're only reading just a very few verses this morning, I I encourage you to take out your Bible this afternoon and read through the entirety of the book of Jonah. It's four chapters. I know that you'll be blessed. I also know that you will be challenged. So for this morning, we... uh, we read from, uh, from Jonah 1, verses 1 through 3. Let's, let's hear this from God's word. The word of the Lord came to, to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has uh, come up before me. But Jonah ran away. Jonah ran away from the Lord and, and headed for for Tarshish. He, he went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. This is God's word. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to, to each of us as we hear this word read, but also as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to it. May God be with us. Let's be honest with one another. God's call upon our lives is is not always easy, and at times it's not very convenient. We are so used to working things into our busy schedules that that God has to be worked in as well. And because of schedule, it may appear to be quite inconvenient. I am one to have my days pretty well filled with with lots of things to do, lots of things going on. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed that a bit. In fact, more than a bit, it's changed it a lot. And in the mix of all the adjustment, I am learning interruption to an already overly busy schedule may be the very thing God wants us to tend to. Let me encourage you to be attentive to the interruptions that come to your life. Why are we so hesitant? Why are we so hesitant when it comes to my own life? I notice it in the lives of of other people. It could be very well that we're making a statement, a statement about God and His ability to work through us. uh, We're tentative because we, we really do wonder whether or not God's power will work through us to good effect. It all comes down to faith, doesn't it? Faith in the power of God. Remember, whatever God calls us to do, He stands ready to equip us. God always stands ready to see us through. Oh, that we would believe that. Maybe our hesitancy to to share the faith stems from not wanting to involve ourselves in the lives of other people, particularly those who are different from us. 
That alone should give us plenty to, to think about, given our, our present circumstance in regard to, to all the heightened awareness about issues of justice and, and fairness. Let's face it. There's a lot of risk to ministry. Ministry is not always cut and dry. It involves uh, investing in the lives of other people, which sometimes doesn't always work out so well. It hasn't always worked out for me when I involve myself, myself rather, in the lives of others. And, and I know you have had experiences like that as well. It is so much easier, so much safer to keep people at arm's length. Now, we're needing to do that literally these days, but, but that doesn't prevent us from, from, from taking the risk of involving ourselves in the lives of others. The needs are, are, are all around us, and we would do well in the name of Christ to seek to meet those needs. Just like the priest in the parable of the Good Samaritan, it is so much easier, it is so much safer to walk on the other side of the street. There have been countless times in my life when I have passed right on by somebody in need thinking that I had something else more important to do. Well, let's pause things for a couple of moments. Let's hear a story of one of our own who has consciously chosen not to walk on the other side of the street. Let's take a, a, a few moments to, to hear from Jenna Wheelock as she, uh, as she considers some important and significant ministry she's been involved in uh, in the mix of the times in which we find ourselves. Let's, uh, let's notice the screens and uh, hear from Jenna. I'm Jenna, and um, in late May, I felt a call to do something for our community. My dear friend Tiffany had felt like God had put it on her heart to provide food and goods to individuals living in the West End who were struggling to get those items due to the pandemic, and also some decisions the city had made um, in light of things that were going on in Louisville. After I reached out to her, nervously actually, reached out to her to let her know that I was here and then I left her. She shared this vision she had for helping others. We prayed about it and by the next day, um, we decided that we needed to link up. Um, she had an ability and had relationships with people who needed some help and I had relationships with people who wanted to help. And so Linking Arms was born. And um, for 12 weeks, um, we have created a space for people to come, to sign up, to donate items, and we collect those items, we pack those items on Thursday mornings, and then Thursday evening, Tiffany and her team takes those items to families in the West End who um, we get to love and create relationships with and bring them hope through boxes of foods. I wasn't reluctant to create this space because I felt like God had made it so clear that this opportunity to link was something I was called to do, but I under expected what God had in store for this. 
I did not know that we would create a community here that allowed, for one, kids to serve. Uh, the bulk of my packers and many of the delivery um, people are children and teenagers. And in a time when things feel so chaotic, we found a place and created a place for kids to come and serve with their parents or even some get dropped off. And we have this beautiful community and I didn't know that that's what God had planned for us. Um, I didn't know that a part of what Tiffany would do would be to assign the same drivers to the same routes every week and relationships be created to the point that our drivers pull up and the people receiving the boxes run out um, knowing the names of the people who are bringing to them and those people calling them by name. That's relationship and that's what happened. Um, I didn't know that I would um, find this community of people that wanted to serve and faithfully serve every week in this time. We have a lady that every week brings 20 loaves of bread. And last week when I mentioned her faithfulness, she said, I was looking for something to do. And so many of us were, and this space has been created and, and you've made it easy for us to serve. We think it's important to do a couple of things. We feel called to see needs, to look for needs, and then to meet those needs. It's like the simplest little algorithm. You see a need and you meet a need. And if you get to invite other people into that space to see needs and meet needs with you, then we feel like we're doing what Christ called all of us to do. We also keep it simple. Um, an example of that is we were had one group of coolers that would go down and then I would have to go back down and pick up our coolers. And we thought, that's not simple. So we bought more coolers. And now we take the food and we get the old coolers and we bring it back. And so. We keep it simple. And also we feel called to do everything with the love and grace of God. And we want everyone who interacts with Linking Arms to feel that. Whether you donate, whether you pack, whether you drive the food down, whether you deliver the food, you make the calls, whatever. We want to celebrate all of that with God's love and God's grace. Because we don't really care who you are what you do, what you believe, um, how you think. We are confident that you are a child of God and you are deserving of all the love and grace God has for you because he's poured that out on our lives. So see needs, meet needs, keep it simple, and, and pour out God's love and grace on everyone who crosses your path. That's what Linking Arms does, attempts to do, tries to do. And we are humbled and honored to do that. Um, every single week. That's a wonderful story in the mix of uh, the pandemic reaching uh, broadly. Uh, you notice that uh, Jen had said that she wasn't so reluctant because she had heard God's, uh, God's call so clearly. And so she and her family have been involved uh, in uh, sharing uh, in this food ministry you notice also that uh, it was uh, so important that as week, uh, one week uh, moved into the, to the next week, that relationships uh, began to be birthed. It's all about relationships. It's not so much just giving food, but it is in the building of relationships. 
And so for you and I, just like with Jenna, the call remains. The call remains for, for each and every one of us. There's, there is no escaping the, the call. We can run, you and me, but we cannot hide. That's just the way it is when it comes to God's call. God is the creator of all that is. There is no place, no place that we can go where he hasn't been or doesn't know about. The scripture records that, that Jonah heard God's call, but he resisted it. Jonah even tried running away. His running away is really quite famous. It's, it's one of the themes of the book of Jonah that, that weaves its way through the very first verses of Jonah, all the way to the, to the very end. Instead of heeding the call, Jonah hightailed it out of town, if you will. He wanted to get as far away as he possibly could. And so the scripture is clear. Jonah ran from the Lord. And we find ourselves uh, challenged in that because we too find ourselves just like Jonah. Jonah jumped on board, headed for, for Tarshish, a, a mining town of all places along the coast of Spain. In a word, Jonah would have much rather dropped off the face of the earth than bring the word of God to Nineveh. But God stayed in hot pursuit. He stayed in hot pursuit of his unwilling evangelist just as he stays after you and me. As we all know, Jonah landed in the belly of a great fish, and it was there that he had the opportunity to, to work a, a few things out. God got his attention. Uh, he had nothing else to do. So Jonah began to, to rethink things. It was there in the, in the belly of that fish that, that Jonah heard the word of God for the second time. And yet again, God pointed Jonah to Nineveh. The interesting thing about the, the Ninevites is that there was no lost love between them and the Jews. In fact, the two despised one another, and Jonah, being the good Jew that he was, couldn't begin to fathom that God wanted him to go to Nineveh, much less preach there. And so the question comes to, to each of us, uh, where are the Ninevehs for us? Who do you need to be reaching out to? Who in your circle of uh, influence needs to hear a good word from you about Jesus? Who around you would, would benefit from a word of encouragement? Who around you needs some help? Now, for a person like, uh, like Jenna, she, she leaves herself open to God's call, to God's leading for her life. She's, she's ready to, to act upon uh, what God would have her to do, and, and hence she's there as one uh, with encouragement, also with uh, needed help, and in the mix of that, building relationships all in the name of Christ. And to borrow from the book of Jonah, are there any Ninevites, any Ninevites you, you need to touch base with? Do you have a burden for those people? And are you content, or are you content to simply turn the other way, even if it means going to the ends of the earth to run from God's call upon your life? Given our present circumstance, 
there are people all around you, near and far, who would benefit from hearing a good word about Jesus spoken into their lives. Let me encourage you to uh, consider some people that are around you, some near and maybe some not so near and some far away that you, uh, you need to, uh, to, to lift up the, the good news about Jesus Christ for them. I want to encourage you to, uh, to list those persons' name, names out. Take a, take a card, a piece of paper, the back of an envelope, if you will. Uh, write their names down. Pray for them. And then follow up as God leads you. Remember this, God identified the very people God wanted Jonah to speak with, and he will help you do the same. You know, if no names come to mind, then pray. Pray for God to drop some names into your heart and mind. Again, God identified the very people that he wanted Jonah to to share what he wanted shared. What God needs from you is an open heart to his leadership and a readiness to follow that leadership. The call for your life and the call for mine is to carry the same burden God has for all people, not just some, but for all people, and to have that burden burn deep within One of the more revealing things about our spiritual lives is is whether we carry that burden. You and I both know people who who have that that burden deep within them. It just burns. You know, Jenna's one of those people. And as we uh, are aware of where we are and as we seek out God to, to help us in the mix of that, May it be that the burden begins to, to burn within us and that it not just burn within us, but that we begin to act upon it. A bit earlier, we, uh, we commented that if we're really honest with ourselves, we'll, we'll see ourselves in Jonah and discover that we are very much like him. How about you? When it comes to offering a witness, are you more prone to run or to go where sent. If you're more prone to run, there is no time like the the present to do a little uh, soul searching. And you don't have to land up in the belly of a great fish in order to do that soul searching. God has always had his Jonas. They are the ones who hear his call, but run quickly as quickly as they can and as far as they can from what God is is calling them to do. So God's always had his Jonas. God has always had his Isaiahs as well. You know Isaiah, the great prophet. He was the one who who stood strong, who who stood ready to to heed God's call. We we read about that in, in Isaiah, the sixth chapter, it's there that God asked in Isaiah 6, uh, 6, 8, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Whereupon uh, Isaiah responded, 
with this. Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. And so the question comes, who are you? A Jonah or an Isaiah? Let's pray together. God, we pray that uh, you uh, work in our hearts to help us consider who we are, whether we're a Jonah or an Isaiah. Lord, we pray that you put our hearts right to where we uh, are able to receive your call. We pray that our our ears would be attuned to that call as you seek to speak into our lives. Lord, help us to see as you see. Help us to see others around us as you see them. And may we find ourselves ready at every turn to offer a word of encouragement, to be ready to meet a need, and to even define what we do by, uh, by lifting up the good news of Jesus to those who are around us. Lord, we pray that uh, you would help us consider who, uh, who we are. Lord, may we uh, deeply consider who it is you are, are forming and fashioning us to be. And in the end, We pray, God, that we are not running from your call, but that we look forward with great excitement to being your willing servant, obedient to the call at every turn. This prayer we make in the name of Jesus Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.